That's it. We are here. Mad Name Myths, Tyler Shorter, Culture and Conversations, Jameson Smallwood. Smallwood. Yeah, that's me. And we both went to see Solo, a Star Wars story. So what did you think, Tyler? Did you like it? Well, I have to know right right off the bat. Are we doing spoilers or not? Yeah, we're going all the way back. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) But let's give, give, give us a spoiler alert, man. Oh yeah, well, spoiler alert for everyone listening that hasn't seen it. <laughs> spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! You've been warned. They may slip out. I don't have a script in front of me. I don't believe Jameson does. No. They may just happen. That's so if it. you haven't seen Solo, the Star Wars, uh, a Star Wars story, you might want to check it out. Yeah, uh, you want to probably turn off your podcast device right now because we're about to go all the way in. No, but uh, before you do, definitely swing by iTunes and give uh, Matinee Myths and Culture and Conversation <laughs> five stars and reviews. Yes, and we, thank you for not spoiling the movie. Yes, we we have given you warning and we have given you the plugs. Uh, you know, be sure to go by and, and subscribe to both our podcasts. Uh, you know, so we we need that support before we. Uh, spoil this movie so okay so now if you haven't seen it you can go ahead and, and pause it go watch it then just press play again we'll still be here and multitask <laughs> do the subscriptions to the podcast <laughs> on your way to the movie all the way whoa, to whoa, your whoa, movie whoa. before that's... you go to the movies okay don't want any uh texting and driving or, or reviewing and driving that's it that's <laughs> it that's awesome so uh with all with all those disclaimers out the way yeah what'd you think man let's let's dive into it man i i I see you gave it quite a good score on on Facebook. So uh, I told you, man. Since Disney took the reins, this has been my least favorite. Okay, it was still pretty good. What's your what's your what's your grade for it? If you had to put a grade to it, if I had to put a grade to it, it would be a weak B minus. Okay, that's fair. I think that's a fair grade. Maybe yeah. a C plus. It's 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 wavering in my head. Oh, okay. Now, see, this is where. Um, you know, I gave it a, I gave it an A, just an A. I didn't give it an A minus, which I guess my A is an A minus. But, um, you know, I typically think of like my A's as like like a ninety, ninety one kind of rating, and then like my mm-hmm. A minuses are more like a ninety three to ninety five, and then like an A plus would be like anything above that. You know, so mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm around about a ninety. I can I can I can waver between like a B plus and a and an A minus. But that's kind of where I'm at. So I'll tell you my main beef with the movie. Okay. And it, they made Han Solo way too serious of a character. <laughs> the big appeal of Han Solo is that he doesn't care about anything. Or anybody. Or at, least, at least projects that he doesn't care about anything. That's true. Yeah. And he's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I see they tried to make him a little funny in this, but but it didn't really work for me. Yeah, I I think I think you know. So I thought about the movie because I'm always thinking about the technical side of movies, especially now doing mm-hmm. media production and all this stuff that we do. They had a challenge of having to create a backstory to Han Solo. They had to create a backstory to Solo. So 
So, you know, it, it was a, it was it was an open, you know, it's pretty much an open book of whatever they could they could have ever wanted to do. So, to your point, the amount of you know him being too serious, I can see why that would rub people the wrong way. And I think part of the challenge too is, aside from them having to write a backstory for him, you had a you had an actor playing, you mm-hmm. know, Han that was different than the original actor playing Han, which was Harrison Ford in the in, yeah, the, in the older movies. It's hard to match, you know, Harrison Ford as far as his charisma. And mm. I think I think I, I can't. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the the dude who played Han Solo's name, but uh, I think he did an all right job. Let me see here. It might help if we actually pull up some details here as we uh, as we uh, give. This. I'll let I'll let you take a stab at pronouncing it. Uh oh. I think he did an all right job. He he obviously wasn't Harrison Ford, but he was a believable Han Solo. Sure. Yeah, oh, I, see, I man. see. You see the eyebrows now. You're like, oh man. <laughs> I see this. Oh man. This guy's picture on his Wikipedia page is hilarious, man. Oh, it's so bad. It looks like a okay. it's like a high school. Like, how do you take a picture? Okay, first off, I know we're on talking about we're talking about solo. So, this guy's name is Alden Erwin yeah. Reich. There we go. That's it, Erwin Reich. Erwin Reich. Yeah, that's it, Erwin Reich. So he's a. Uh, it looks like a German name, Alden Erwin Reich. Right. So uh, that's what we're gonna go with. So Alden, <laughs> he uh, yeah, it looks like he took a picture. Uh, it looks like he took a picture of him with a Polaroid camera, and then like with the flash turned all the way up, and uh, and then you know scanned it into, <laughs> into Wikipedia. But uh, yeah, he he he's not he's just not Harrison Ford. So I think that's yeah. part of the challenge with that. So that, that, that was probably uh, the biggest hurdle, and I think they they did an all right job with it. And I, I'm a big Ron Howard fan, and I thought he did a a good job running running the show there. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. The so let me let me tell you, I guess why I gave it such high marks. You know, um, I mean, you mentioned that you didn't like how serious they made made Han's character, and I can understand and definitely respect that. I think the reason I gave it high marks is because the, the I enjoyed the fact that it was a heist movie. Mm-hmm. They basically made the Italian job. And they used Star Wars as the paintbrush to do it, you know, which was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed that. Um, also, they they showed how Han, you show what Han's motivations were. He was in love, you know, and he uh, he you know he he wasn't just being a he wasn't just being like a pirate um, and a smuggler and stuff because he 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 that's what the life he wanted. He just wanted really to be a pilot, and the way he financed all of that really in the end of the movie uh, was just by <laughs> by being a pirate and a smuggler and stuff. Yeah. You know, well, that, that's another bone I had to pick. Um, he claimed that he was a pilot. We didn't really see any of his piloting skills until he was actually you know working for the smugglers. Yeah, and I, I'm going to go full geek here. In the Legends book, okay. where they, they have Han Solo's backstory, it seems like, all right, you know how he got his skills. They mentioned that he uh, failed out of the, in the movie anyway, they failed out. He failed out of the Imperial uh, Pilot School or whatever they want to call it. Mm-hmm. In the in the comics and the and the actual books, he he was an Imperial pilot, 
there was this uh, big attack on Khajiit. That's where he ran into Chewbacca, saved his life, stole a ship as an Imperial pilot. A little more of the um, uh, the a little a little reminiscent of Rogue One, where the pilot turned uh, turned on the Empire. Mm-hmm. And yeah, obviously that guy's going to have some skills if he's been trained by the Empire, and that would also explain in in the uh, New Hope and in the further movies where he knew a lot more of the naval Imperial um, protocols, like the, they, where they dump the trash and before jumping to hyperspace. Oh, I got you. I got and you. So it, they put him in the fo- place of essentially a foot soldier. How would he know the proto- uh, the protocols of, you know, the, the, the Imperial Navy, if you will. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think that's one of the criticisms I had about the movie is that I felt like to be a backstory, you need to go mm-hmm. a little bit farther back. Like, yeah, I agree. You know, so as you know, part of my criticism was we got a we got a fairly mature Han Solo for mm-hmm. it to be a backstory. You know, yeah, I mean, it was what three years from when he ran off until when he he was reunited with it with that woman. I can't even remember her character's name. Her name is uh her name her name is Kira. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Kira is uh, played by Daenerys Targaryen <laughs> uh, from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, and uh, for those people who um, who care about such things, she was just as yummy in this movie as she was in Game of Thrones. Uh, so she didn't take her clothes off though. No, no, no. So you know you have to use you have to go watch Game of Thrones to see what she would look like naked in in, 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 uh, in the gaps. <laughs> fill in the gaps. No pun intended in Star Wars, but you know. So I thought that was I thought that was interesting. I thought her I thought her as a love interest was fairly fabricated. It didn't feel it didn't feel organic. Um mm. but you know, usually love uh, stories never do feel that way. They feel kinda yeah, heavy handed. I, I kinda like I kinda like their story where uh he's supposed to come back and save her, she found her own way out, sort mm. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I really wish. Uh, I think we, we you touched on it on Facebook with the the friendship between Lando and Han or Han and mm-hmm. and just pretty much the uh, I say the relationship between him and Chewie wasn't very concrete at the end of the at the end of Solo and I don't know how much time takes place at the end of Solo to the beginning of New Hope but he talks about going to work for a big smuggler on Tatooine and. We all know who that is, right? Job of the Hut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's putting together, he's putting together a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, it's going to be, you know, like pretty, pretty directly after the the events of Solo. It's going to be the New Hope. Yeah. Like he won the ship at the end and going to do his job. Yeah, and I think that's something else too that made it seem, uh, you know, obviously made it seem a little rushed too for a, se- a prequel. You know, like to me, I, I would have mm-hmm. liked to have seen more time, obviously, between this the events of New Hope. And, you know, um, you know, and the, and the telling of solo, but I think that's been a st- deliberate strategy on their part because with rogue one, rogue one does like it, it ends at the very beginning of, of new hope, you know, so time, mm-hmm. like, you know, you see, you know, in, in rogue one, you see Vader show up, which is like one of the best scenes I think in star oh, yeah. Wars in, in, in the whole star Wars series, yeah. you know, like ever like Vader shows up and all thing you hear is like the and all of a sudden you see yeah. the lightsaber and then you're like, oh, crap, you're about to die. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I just really think that with the New Hope, you kind of got 
character development in that. You see the girl while she's she's growing up. Mm-hmm. You you see uh, or you kind of take an effect that Forrest Whitaker's character is um, raising her, and you see you know they have this relationship where which they didn't even share so much screen time. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of you know understood, and you kind of got to know. Uh, man, I really wish I knew her character's name too, but you got to know her story, her father's story. You got to know that the Death Star story. You got to know everything about everything. And her name is Jen. With Solo, it was okay. These guys know each other now. Now these guys know each other now, and essentially, you know, they're not great friends with just this very short encounters. Yeah, you do one job with somebody, and you're supposed to be best friends. Yeah, I, I think I think that's the piece there was a little bit that was lacking too. So the um one of the things one of the things they tried to do in the movie, and I think Woody Harrelson's character did a fairly good job with this. Mm-hmm. You know, Han Han clearly doesn't have a father. You know, he he you know he has a father biologically speaking, but he didn't have a father in terms of you know like a, a true family. He he grew up basically you know. In poverty on right. uh, that on the, point, on, on the streets, so you know you you wonder what shaped him, and that's a good job of a prequel to tell you kind of what shaped this character into who you see them in in the see them as in the in the subsequent movies. So Woody Harrelson's character is this smuggler and this in this pirate who kind of you know you know gets sweeps Han into the into his into his faction into his group. And you see all of the man. You you basically see and hear all of the mannerisms that Han uses in the in the subsequent movies. You know he basically stole them or you know borrowed them or learned them from Woody Harrelson's character. So they did a pretty good job of trying to give Han a father figure as much as he could have a father figure. And yeah, but like you said, he was a grown man at this point. Yeah, they'd known each other what maybe four or five days. Exactly, it felt like that. So yeah, you know. I think that's the part where it just it didn't work. That part didn't work. Your your you, the timeline was too condensed to have I, I these deep they, bonds. If they just tweaked the story and they and they made Woody Harrelson's character a lot more important to Han, like let's say he raised him or picked him out of the uh, uh, wherever they were at in the slums and picked him up when he was a boy. Exactly. Raised him, maybe like, like star Lord uh, from uh, guardians of the galaxy. You read my mind. Then it'd be a lot more believable that he's, he's stealing his mannerisms and his way of thinking. Yeah. He's that attached to, he's that attached to him, you know, because one of the things I'll say is Woody Harrelson's character is a great character. You know, it does a good job of the performance. I should <laughs> say it that way, but there's nothing that spectacular about him in the movie that made me say, oh, wow, that's the guy I want to be like when I quote-unquote grow up, yeah. you know. Especially there was nothing spectacular between Han and his relationship. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Damn, I mean, I think that's a key piece here. You're, I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're, winning, you're winning me over with that one because they just – Han was too old and mm-hmm. they didn't know each other long enough for it to feel organic like, you know, Han had rubbed off – me, not, not Han, but – uh. Woody Harrelson's character had rubbed off on Han to form this deep, you know, lasting impression on Han that would shape him into the, into the swashbuckling, uh, you know, uh, space smuggler that he was. Yeah, space smuggler he was, you know. Trilogy. Exactly. So, you know, you know, he because I mean the one thing I think I liked about it, and this is what I was um, alluding to when I was uh, talking to one of my friends about this a little bit, 
was I was telling her that, you know, they did do a good job to me of showing me why he had such flexible values, yeah. morals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and why he why he was a pirate because he grew up in a he grew up in a culture and in a society and in a lifestyle where he had to still to survive. And it wasn't right. because he wasn't stealing because there was this idea of right and wrong. The idea of right and wrong in his world was simply surviving. Like I got to I got to survive. Right. So whatever I got to do to survive, that's what I got to do. You know. Right. But but let's 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 change gears for a second, man. Okay. I got to talk about Donald Glover, man. I think he nailed it out of the park with Lando Calrissian. No, oh, cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I thought he did an excellent job. Um, obviously, uh, Lando was introduced uh, in. In, in the original trilogy, by, you know Billy D. Williams, mm-hmm. and I honestly think like the mannerisms of Lando in the original trilogy versus uh, Donald Glover's portrayal, mm-hmm. I think he I think he really put his heart and soul in it, watched it, took notes, and applied it to to his performance. And I give him kudos on that. I think he was the best performance in the whole movie. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think he was st- very strong. Now, this is where I probably get in trouble with with the diehard Star Wars fans. For whatever reason, I don't remember all of the um the second and the third movie. I don't remember all of Empire Strikes Back, and I don't remember all of um the you know the um the Return of the Jedi. So <laughs> so Well, there there were some Easter eggs that might may have been lost on you. Uh when when uh, Woody Harrelson put on the the getup where he was portraying the guard, you know the uh, the guard where what's her name was going. Uh, uh, you just said it, Kira, Kyra, Kira, whatever yeah, her name was, yeah. was going back for negotiations, quote unquote negotiations. Mm-hmm. He put on that helmet and stuff. That's the same helmet that Lando uses to portray a, a um, bounty hunter to rescue Han from return uh, in return of the Jedi from Jabba's palace. Oh, okay. That's a nice little Easter egg there. But the, the Lando in, in, uh, empire and Jedi was, you know, a little more cocky. Cause of course, I don't know who, I don't know how much you don't know, but he was running <laughs> a, a, an entire city, best in city. Yeah. This was a sky. Uh, the city, in the, it was like a city in the sky, right? Cloud, I remember Cloud that. City Cloud city. That's what I was trying to yeah. think of. Yeah. I'm, I'm obviously a little more nerdy than you. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's not that I don't. It's not that I, it's not that I don't like the story. I just I just need to go back and rewatch the movies to get right. out. To get I understand. It. I understand. Because I felt like I was really young when I saw those for some reason. So, um, but yeah. So it was really good. Like um, I think I, I agree. Donald Glover killed it. Um, mm. I also enjoyed. And this may be a little bit of the social the social justice warrior in me coming out, but I did enjoy the fact that they had the robot L three uh, yes. be like the the the, the feminist uh, ab- abolitionist. Yeah, of- that's, that's probably my favorite line where he's like, "I'm going back there. You need anything?" She goes, "Equal rights, <laughs> freedom, <laughs> equality." And then she's talking about restraining bolts. How barbaric. That's it, yeah. That's it. And she was like, I found my calling, you know. And then uh I, right then she uh she of course died. Um or got as a droid, you know, that's that's part right. of the spoiler, she got killed, so yeah. um or dismantled by blazers. <laughs> but uh she it, did. she was a very lovable character and the there has to be some sort of snarky droid. Yeah. It seems like it's part of the uh the formula. 
Yeah. I mean, there was even some little innuendos in there too, like uh, when she was cutting into the uh, when she was cutting into the um, into the uh, impound lot where the Millennium Falcon was being 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 <laughs> yeah. impounded, and uh, she was like, "I can't I can't perform if you look at me. <laughs> I can feel I you. Can <laughs> I can feel you looking at me." I was like, "Wow!" And the reason it was yeah. in, and it became apparent it was in your window because to your point, Lando apparently had this. I mean. The only person Lando appeared to trust was his was was L three the droid. Well, uh, I don't I don't know if you caught it. He actually did an interview and said, "Of course, Lando is pansexual. You have to be if you if you live in space." So yeah, that that relationship wasn't just in her imagination. Oh, it, it was a real thing. Oh, according uh, to Donald Glover, now. Yeah, and how he interpreted the see character. Why not. You saw how he reacted when she got shot. That was love. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, you know, it, yeah, I think that came across. I think you're right. That came that came through. Mm-hmm. Even when uh, Kira was talking to uh, talking to L three about you know her her claim that you know Lando had a crush on her. And uh, then she, then Kira was like, "Well, how does that work?" And she, and L three was like, "It works." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that was an, that was an interesting nod. But like I said, I did enjoy the reason I gave it such high marks is because I think it, I thought it was I thought it was just a good story. You know, it was a very good story. I did feel like yeah, there were problems with the story from the writing standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but then that gets into always what my friends accuse me of. Like, you want a four-hour movie? Like, no, I don't want a four-hour movie. I just want you to include the right details in the four in, yeah. in the two-hour movie. You know, and uh, so uh, there seemed to be a lot that was just was uh, I don't know what you would call it, like combed over or or just kind of glossed not addressed over. All, all directly. Yeah, yeah. I I um I think Kara's. I think the time that Kara, those three years that Kara spent separated from Han needed more elaboration. Like I would have, I would have liked her character. I would have liked to see her character developed in such a way where when, um, you know, when the villain, uh, you know, um, vision. Was, yeah, vision, <laughs> we're just mixing up all the movies. The star Wars people are going to hate us. You can't call him vision. He was, you know, <laughs> Uh, whatever that guy's name was, which 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 another is a, another part of it that uh, shows you how, uh, yeah, that that was that was I think that was a part with that kind of struggle too. There really wasn't a villain. There was just you know worse people, you know, mm. you know people who had more flexible morals, you know, and, and ambition. So even Han, on some level, he really wasn't a hero until the very end of the movie. He had to make well, a choice, you know. There was a villain that was only revealed at the oh, end. Oh, do we really want to piss everybody off and tell that one? <laughs> we gave him the spoiler alert. Yeah, that, that's true. So I kind of had a, I kind of have been watching uh, or catching up on some of the um, the, you know, the the adjacent stories, you know, that are like coming on TV and stuff with. Uh, like Clone Wars and the Rebels and Rebels. The stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when um when I saw the leg shot, the shot of the guy's leg, uh, then I was like, oh, I think that I think I know who that is. You know, like, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, anytime you see somebody with uh, cybernetic prosthetics, y- usually there they, there was a lightsaber that did that to them. Yeah. So, uh, Tyler, who 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 made the cameo in the uh, at the very end? Of solo. Man, I, I have to admit, man, I, I saw 
I guess my my uh, my Google feed, my Google News feed doesn't care about spoilers because <laughs> it said it right off right off the bat. It says Darth Maul makes an appearance in in Solo. I'm like, oh well, thanks. So, yeah. <laughs> And I, I do believe that's a great way of, of correcting an injustice that the, the prequels did was mm-hmm. you have this great character of Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he, without any other term, he's badass. He's that's red it, and right. black. It was always mean. With horns. Yeah. He's got horns. Dual lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> no, a dual lightsaber staff. The, the staff, yeah, that was that was incredible. And then he just gets what, maybe three lines and gets chopped in half and end of story. Yeah. But then, so then you thought. realize, like, the, the the hatred that he has for Obi-Wan kept him alive. And yeah. And he got rejected by Sidious and don't go into going into the rebel stories. And he turns on the, uh, the what will become the Empire. Mm-hmm. So all he's trying to do is dismantle them and also has the seeding hatred for Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't know why. I mean, he just cut him in half. It's nothing personal. <laughs> after, after he saw him kill his uh, master that, that was training him. So Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I have to say that the, this movie really, it really got me wanting to see Obi-Wan's story a whole lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, what, I think, I think two things have happened. And as we kind of wrap up, man, and, 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 uh, you know, you call this episode a, a wrap here. I think what happened, man, was you know when we saw Luke in the last Star Wars movie, uh, the Last Jedi, we wanted to see a fully actualized, badass old man Jedi, and we mm-hmm. didn't. We didn't get it. We just didn't right. get it. And as much as um, you know, as much as I want to, you know, I, I want to, you know, I don't want to say sound blasphemous talking about. A New Hope, um, you know Obi Wan was a, was not that in A New Hope, you know. Yeah, he. Uh, th- there were a lot of um, budget restraints because I mean nobody knew Star Wars was going to be <laughs> Star Wars, you know. Exactly. They, could, they couldn't do these crazy stunts, but I think with you know w- with the uh, the budget that Disney has and mm-hmm. and the willingness of Ian McGregor to reprise the role, I think that's that's going to be the best. Disney Star Wars movie, at least at least the makings of it. I'm the I'm most hopeful of that. Yeah, Obi Wan's my favorite Jedi. Yeah, he always has been, even old man Obi Wan. Well, I think I think I I think I fell in love with Obi Wan because of all his exploits. I didn't realize how I didn't realize how much he had gone through and survived in his life to get to that point where we see him in a New Hope. You know. Because, I mean, like I said, in New Hope, he's just kind of portrayed as like this old kind of weird guy out in the desert. He's got a sword, lightsaber, and, uh, you know, that's just kind of that's just kind of who he is. And, you know, he, he knows his stuff about the Force, but you don't really see how awesome he was. And then mm-hmm. you go, but you see the prequels, um, you know, actually did a pretty good job of, of giving him uh, a backstory, you know. Yeah. And uh, you take him all the way from him being being a Padawan, defeating a Sith, uh, a Sith apprentice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and he viewed as a brother too, and uh, you know, all the way to episode three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, then he then he defeated. Then he you see him defeat uh, Darth Vader and did the he did the worst job of of defeating a <laughs> defeating Darth yeah. Vader ever. It's like I'm gonna let you live, you know. And then, I uh, think uh, from from what they say, this is their explanation. They wanted the, he w- didn't want to strike him down defensively. He didn't. 
he didn't want to make that standard. He wanted the force to decide. Oh, well, let him live or not. Well, I guess the force decided. You know. Well, he definitely wanted to make the the rest of the movie. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Obi Wan, his his story, his arcs that he has, where he, like I said, he starts as a Padawan in the very first one, and his hijinks with Jar Jar and all this, and then you got. Uh, you know, episode two where he's he's training training up old Anakin. So you got mm-hmm. that mentor role, and then you got I gotta correct this problem in episode three, and then he's like, well, ep- uh, in episode four is like I gotta make this right. Exactly. Write yeah. me down, and I'll become more popular or more more popular, more powerful than you could ever imagine. Yeah, more pop- more powerful, and more popular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The. Uh... You know, for those people who want to know what happens to Darth Maul, I saw that. I went and did some Googling and went to YouTube, and there's a pretty awesome scene from Rebels uh, Season 3, like Episode 20, that uh, um, you know shows exactly what happens between Darth Maul in the end and Obi-Wan Kenobi. So um, so it's a really good scene there, and... Uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's really de- it's a really deep scene too. Like you have to pay attention to certain little details mm-hmm. in that scene in order to understand why what happened happened the way that it happened. Um, and I don't want I'm not gonna spoil that because that's that's some research that people can go do as homework for them. So, <laughs> but it was really cool to see. Yeah, the rebels, man. I, I when I saw it first coming out, I'm like, this is just gonna ruin Star Wars. But man, they did a great job. Yeah, I need great to wa- stories. I need to watch it though, because uh, you know. Anakin's uh, Padawan, you know, she goes and becomes a rebel leader and ends up getting killed by Darth Vader. You know, he, he, ends, he ends up killing her, you know, and yeah, uh, very uh, emotional. Yeah, very emotional scene. Yeah. You know, the just the, you know, just the hatred that he had in his heart, man. Like, you know, that's somebody who deserves as we as we, you know your future cast about what we would do if we had you know, the power of Disney and could write the, and could just write a check and make it happen. Uh, yeah, that's who, that's who really needs a prequel. And I mean, you know, he needs, like, we need to know, we need to learn about what we need to see Darth Vader's adventures, you know? And, uh, I need to see that, you know, I need I to see, you know, he's, he's such, he's such a villain that you get to the point where you just love to, you, 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 you hate, you hate to love him, but you love to hate him. If that makes sense, you know. You got to look up these uh, Darth Vader comics, man. They've been killing it lately. Okay, that's some great, great storytelling that they're doing uh, via via the comic. They're talking about him hunting down all the the remnant Jedi. Just great stories. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it it, the, it you know, there's this sort of uh, I don't know what what it is about people with lightsabers or swords in general hunting hunting each other down. You know, that's like one of my favorite series of all time, The Highlander. And uh, mm. I love that show. And that, and that kind of reminds me of it, the same kind of arc where, you know, Vader, in Vader's mind, they, you know, in the, Sith, in the Sith way of thinking, there can only be one, you know. That's so right. they deal in absolutes, you know. So it's like, they can only be one. <laughs> so it can only be one powerful person, you know, and it was and who can will the force, you know. That's right. So man, so you gave it a you gave it a, you said a B minus to a, a, a strong C plus, and I would probably put it at just eighty, eighty, just barely skin of teeth. Cool, and um, I'm I'm still I'm still I'm gonna hang around ninety with mine, um, but I could I could easily see myself being you know on, on a if you ask me about it two weeks later, I might come back and say yeah you know what that's real like an eighty eight, <laughs> you know what I mean in my book because uh, 
there was a lot I enjoyed in it, and I thought it was a good story, and I thought it was just overall a good movie. And you know, Ron Howard he did a great job directing it. So, you know, but there were still things with the writing that we we would love to fix, and we might. I, I agree with you, man. If it was a standalone movie, like you didn't know the backs or the, at least the future of these characters, mm-hmm. it probably would have been a lot higher. But knowing the relationships that have been portrayed already, you didn't really explain it to my standards. I guess. No, I'm with that. Why the down score on that? Yeah, no, I need. I could have. I could have really appreciated knowing more about what Kara did in those three years. You know where? I think, I think that's just you, man. You just want to see her. See her. See just, more of her. More Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah. I kind of. I kind of liked her story. It's like, all right, we don't really need to know because. Yeah, she's not essential well, to the. Spoiler again. She she betrays. Yeah. Uh, betrays him. So yeah, <laughs> obviously she's. Uh, what was it crimson dawn for life you know that's it (laughs) crimson dawn yeah i I feel like yeah that that explained her story for me sufficiently yeah i I get that too you're right i mean i didn't need much more after that and uh but you know it would have at least one episode you know i think they did i think they held out on that to show you that she was what she was really about to the end Mm -hmm. um even though she was able to you know to basically let Han get away and to lose the uh the payload of uh you know fuel that they were refining. Um you know, so that that all worked out cool. That was kinda like her way of doing something noble. But you think about what happened in the end, she ended up basically taking over like this huge syndicate of uh, of this huge crime syndicate and uh, you know, still being in the in the mix even when she could have walked away from it all. It. This is this is going to be my 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 opinion anyway. I don't know if she was doing letting them go because of a moral obligation or trying to to be good. I think she felt ob- obligated since Han saved her so, probably so many times as a child. She's like, okay, I own one. Oh, let's see what you're saying. Okay, okay. She just she just did him a solid. Yeah, yeah. that that was that was kind of my opinion. Like, okay, he. Help me out this far. Yeah, I got. I got to do something rather than nothing. Yeah, but okay. next time I see him, I'll probably shoot him in the face. <laughs> yeah, because he should have. He should have known better not to trust anyone. So that's right. So cool, Tyler. Another lesson learned from uh, Woody Harrelson's character. That's it, right? In all of five minutes. Right. <laughs> he got. He got all of his philosophy in five minutes in a movie. Yeah, exactly. You know. You know. People are predictable, kid. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, Woody Harrelson was right all along. You know, he's like, all right, don't don't go nuzzling up to her because don't trust anybody. Don't yeah. trust anybody. Don't yeah. trust anybody. Don't trust anybody. He kept telling them. Yeah, and, and so that's kind of like the whole thing, right? Like if I tell you don't trust anybody and then you trust me and then you realize I'm dirt, you know, then, mm-hmm. you, you know, you, you it's on you. So. Yeah. So Tyler, man, so that's our... Um, that's our review of Han, uh, a, well, Solo, a uh, Star Wars movie. <laughs> Star I love Wars. how he got his name, by the way. Yeah, that was cool. Like they just completely in in like fifteen seconds knocked that piece out of the park. I thought that was a good. That was really yeah. good. You know, you thought it was like this huge story behind uh, behind it all, and it, it really wasn't. You know, the guy was like, "What's your name? My name's Han. What's your last name? I don't have a last name. Are you traveling to anyone? No." Solo, on solo, it is. You know, you saw his face like, hmm, it, <laughs> it sounds awesome, man. Han Solo, you know, it's a great name. 
definitely has a ring to it. So, cool, cool, cool. Uh, tell us, shot your podcast, man. Matinee Myths. We've got a new episode every Tuesday and bonus episodes in between then. Cool. You can find it pretty much anywhere you find podcasts at these times. Yeah, awesome. And uh, I am with Culture and Conversations. You can follow along the uh, you know via the website if you want to, cultureandconversations.com. Or if you want to subscribe, then, you know, to Tyler's point, just look for me on iTunes or on um, Google uh, Play, and you'll be able to find Culture and Conversations. Uh, you may want to just type in Jameson Smallwood, Culture and Conversations, because <laughs> I have trouble, apparently, with iTunes having my show show up under its actual title. Thank you, yeah, you iTunes. Guys, you guys definitely need to check out Culture and Conversations. He does some great shows there, and I'm, I'm a subscriber. I listen to every episode probably before you even promote them, as you say. <laughs> and yeah, I, I enjoyed every single one of them. Yeah, it, uh, it, Tyler's podcast is awesome too. I listened to it today. Um, I got this, and now I need to go watch his movie Moon, and uh, and check it out on it, since it's on, on Netflix. On Netflix, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, you know these these podcasts are are just labors of love, and you know we uh, give them out to you guys, and hope you guys find some joy in them, and in uh, us sharing some either awkward <laughs> conversations or uh, great movie reviews. So it's pretty cool. All right, guys. I love you all. Peace.